looking to get a hold of something special. Crossland, Clune with it, drifting across it. Into a carbon sack! No one saw that coming! The countdown is on the big screen. Jam's nasty. Hey, yeah. Done good, Kicking out towards the wing of Saab, who gets the bounce. Jason Saab, Tom Trebojevic in field. Jason Saab says, leave it to me. I'll go the length. Jason Saab. They should call me Edward Scissorhands. Give a hand to me and my associates. Hello and welcome back to Fig Jam Dynasty Sports Podcast NRL Edition. I'm your host, Mitch, coach of the classic team, Don't Touch My Heine. We're really getting to the pointy end of draft season, classic season, and the NRL season in general. Most leagues having their semi-finals this week with the big dance set for next week in round 24. Fig Jam Dynasty is no different with the final four sides battling it out this weekend. As per usual, I am joined by Rowdy Rick to help me out. Tonight's episode will be short and sweet with a quick overview of our draft leagues, a brief look at the world of classic, and some captain's options as there are plenty of good matchups this week. Rick, how you going, mate? How was your Super Coach weekend, and are you alive in any league still? Yeah, g'day, Mitch. Uh, yeah, I. Let's <laughs> just not talk about classic. Um, I I put out a, a, a what I thought was an average score of one 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 five this week. Uh, which actually dropped me down 1155 spots. So I'm, I'm uh, traversing down a slope that's like a snowball. <laughs> um, um, I'm now 10,653 uh, placed, and I'm about three and a half thousand spots behind Lindell, which is quite embarrassing. And uh, um, yeah, look, there was no horrendous scores in my classic. Uh, just no biggies. I didn't have I didn't have Latrell. I didn't have uh, all the other big captain uh, points. Uh, Braley ninety four, Hines ninety, and I had Garrett eighty one as my captain. Um, I didn't win any hit heads. Last week, my, my remaining hit heads, I drew one, which thankfully I was top qualifier, so I got put through to this, <laughs> put through on that. A lucky break there. Yeah, so uh, happy about that. Um, but the other other hit heads, I was way off. I was like about 100, 200, 300 behind. So um, in drafts, I'm in three semifinals. Uh, which is pretty, I'm pretty happy about. Um, both the Trans Tasman Leagues and the more important one, uh, which is our Fig Jam one, which sees uh, uh, I, I snuck home last week. We'll go into more detail later on, but um, leads to a fascinating matchup this weekend, that's for sure. 
Yeah, I think you got a pretty tough uh, matchup this week in that one, so that'll that'll be interesting. Yeah, yes, yes. Uh, how about yourself? How did you go? So, uh, classic. I rolled out a uh, one thousand two hundred and ten, but I still lost uh, three from three head to heads. I lost one by about eighty points, and then I lost the other two by less than forty points. Uh, so, pretty upsetting there. But I did get a free pass. Um, last week winning so I'm still alive in one head-to-head in classic um, managed to scrape home in the other dynasty that we're in mm-hmm. um, so that was pretty cool so I'm in the finals I'm in the semi-finals for two dynasties um, out of all my other drafts which is unfortunate but I guess that just means I'm a dynasty expert at this point put my hand up for that <laughs> some, there was some shen- shenan- uh, shenanigans going on in the other dynasty game. Yeah, yeah some- so there was a there was a cutoff for rookies and things like that, and I did notice that the guy I was up against uh, picked up Kade Dykes, who only um, debuted the week before last. So, but I won, so there was no issue on the. I would have been pissed if I'd have lost by you know a handful of points, which would have been the difference between. I think he had Tarova from the Panthers, who he picked up months and months ago after indigenous, after international round. So that would have been his point. It was only 14 points or something. But neither here nor there at this point. Um, yeah, I'm still sitting inside the top 3,000. I think I'm 2,920-something 2, at the moment. I did move up 148 places, so... I think you sent me a message a couple of weeks ago, Rick, when I ran out of trades and halfbacks, and you said you'd be finishing above me. How's that? How's that looking? <laughs> I proceeded. To, I proceeded to get Clary the week before he got suspended, and yeah. I proceeded. I um, I've got now the same issue. Oh, I had the same issue with you with no halfbacks, um, and I decided to use my last trade on. Valentine Holmes instead of the child Mitchell. Thanks to some advice, I don't know whether it was it was you or Tom that said don't go near Mitchell. Uh, I think it may have been Tom because he's. Oh he's, look, he... I was I was adamant. I was going against Mitchell as well. Just I think I still think he's too high a risk. I mean, at this point, you've got through. Yeah. But it, it could have quite easily been him getting suspended as well. Like I mean, if you were running out of trades, I think Tedesco was the smarter option. Like, to be honest, I think it, the writing was on the wall for my classic year when I may I, I, I went off half cock on the uh, Oberg Cup leading the leading the hit head there, and then yeah. since then it's just been a gradual decline and uh, quite humbling. I will not go uh, go off so early next yeah, year. The old, the old early crow got you there, mate. Um, but that's all right. We'll uh, we'll leave classic there because. Most people are out of trades now. We'll cover captains off in a minute. Uh, let's dive back to the draft. So if you want to cover off your final series for your Trans-Tasman Leagues. Yep. Okay. So the Trans-Tasman League, the one where some certain co-host finished last and was out of the uh, um, running. Anyway, it was me versus Greg. Um uh, part-time guest ho- a guest on uh, this podcast. Um, I scored an 813 thanks to uh, Walsh and Walsh's 102 and SJ's 87. So nice, nice to have a bit of warrior success 
helped me over the hump over Greg, who scored 7 2. So I have a semi final against Benji, who has appeared on a podcast a couple of times, more NFL related as well. Um, and then the other uh, was it quarterfinal, I guess. It was Shane, another podcast. So, I mean, it just shows how good we, we are <laughs> uh, at draft, not classic. Um, so, Shane, he scored 827 uh, with uh, Cobo scoring 119. And he knocked out the other Kiwi in the league, uh, Heath, uh, with 724. And he's facing the top seed, Lloyd, who. Um, We've chatted to a couple of times on uh, the Fig Jam bar um, during the season. So Probably one of our most active listeners. Yes, yes. Good old Lloydie. I've lured him across to the NFL as well, so that it's uh, always nice. Um, <clears throat> so that should be a couple of good matchups. I think Benji's beaten me twice this year already, so I'm hoping to turn the tables. Um, and then, then hopefully Lloyd breaks Shane's uh, hopes, and uh, it'll be an all Kiwi final. Um, in the in the freebie cup, I got humiliated last week um, in the qualifying uh, uh, in the in the game where decided who goes straight to the grand final against France. Um, I lost by 120 points. So he, he goes straight to the grand final and I play um, Matthew, who scored a 920 to 746 win over the underdogs. So uh, be a Kiwi versus an Aussie to see who meets the other Kiwi in the Trans-Tasman Cup. Um, and again, um, I've said, if I do manage to win the Trans-Tasman Cup, it will go to the uh, opposition, uh, so obviously it'll be Vance. So Vance is guaranteed. Is Vance in the league already? No, no. So he no. he he's pretty much guaranteed himself an instant yep. upgrade to the the, the um, Trans Tasman League, and which which is quite handy because there was a Kiwi that dropped out. Unless you lose this week. Unless I lose it. Oh, that's right. Unless I lose this. <laughs> don't, don't count your chickens, Ricky. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's the Trans Tasman Cup. Um, do you want to go over to the Fig Jam? Yeah, so we'll go over the jar first. Um, last week, in our, we actually had our semis last week, so we're finishing a week early in this one. Uh, we had Callum taking on uh, James. And James took out that one in a very close 7-2-6 to 7-2-1. So only five points in it, um, which is always good to see, although James was a player short. He's actually two players short. So he copped Cameron McInnes as an AE and was still a player short. So that's, um, that's quite interesting there. And I was in the other finals with Luke, not Luke on the podcast, but another Luke. Um, and he absolutely dominated me, 880 to a 707. He had Reese Walsh, who scored 102. He had AJ Brimson, who scored 111. 
And I think he had, where is he? He's got Jack Bird for a 98. So he's got these guys averaging 50 or less that have all tunned up or close to. Mm. Um, I feel like I was pretty unlucky in that one and I got absolutely nothing out of no one, which was quite unfortunate. Um, so yeah, we've got James versus Luke in the final of the Fig Jam Jar. Over in the Fig Jam Dynasty, which is the one that everyone really cares about. That's the important one. Sure. Uh, last week, we had... Hampo from BJ on game day taking on Adrianosaurus Rex from Supercoach with Adrianosaurus. Uh, Adrian managed to get away with that. 712 to 703. Mm. Uh, quite a close one. It came down to updates in the end. Uh, no real standouts, although he did have Reese Robson for a 91. Locker Blake for a 14, which is never nice. Um, but unfortunately for Hampo, he didn't really have anything over. He had two scores over 65, so not not great. Dave Feeder stood up with an 85, which was nice for him. In the other one, we had yourself, Ricky, taking down Luke, our sometimes guest. Uh, Latrell with 125. Special mention to Matt Burton with a 23. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Bo Firma saved you, and Jack Bird, uh, 98 for Birdie and 93 for Firma. It was... Um, it was quite funny because you you texted me on Sunday saying it wasn't looking good for me. And I, I thought, you know, it was because I was working, I didn't see any Sunday games. And I thought, oh, you know, oh, well, I didn't expect to win, to be honest. And then, um, was it, I think it was Luke said, uh, Firma scored at the last 30 seconds yeah. or something. <laughs> and that 27 points. And then just Bird so- got like 36 points in updates or something as well, like something ridiculous. It just it broke his heart, poor guy. Oh yeah, sucks sucks to be sucks to be uh, beating on updates. I hate that. Beating on updates on your birthday. Happy birthday for Monday, Lukey, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, uh, interesting hope point like, though. Hope you like my prison. <laughs> yeah. Interesting point is I top scored for the round by. 150 odd points for for no fucking reason <laughs> it was terrible um but i didn't have a score over 100 so i just had a lot of really high quality scores um which isn't looking good to you though ricky yeah to because, be fair i think you're projected 130 140 points more than me yeah so we touched on it before i am taking on uh rowdy's warriors this week in the fig jam and uh tommy our former host and Daddy Fig Gem himself is taking on Adrian of Adrianosaurus Rex uh, fame, I guess. Mm-hmm. Supercoach celebrity himself. So they're projected quite close. Um, and yeah, we're projected 110 points difference. But we all know projections don't actually mean anything. Um, it all comes down to how the players go on the day. So we will see. Uh, this is nearly identical to the same top four we had last year. There's only one difference, I believe, is yourself, Ricky. Yeah, I think it, the top six was pretty similar last year as well. Yeah, so like I, I, mean, I, 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 I've improved by a week at the yeah, moment. Yeah, I mean, we had a few players sort of drop off towards the end of the year, which is unfortunate. Um, so there's a few new faces in Big Jam for next year. I'm sure we'll have some announcements early in the year when we start the podcast back up again. We'll introduce some of those fellas, although some of them may already know, probably. Um, but yeah, as you may know me and Tommy were in the grand final last year. Um, so there's a chance that that's going to happen again. Adrian was in the top four last year. 
and it was Hampo in the top four as well. So Ricky's swapped out with Hampo. Um, but it's been a really competitive year, mostly, um, which is good. So we will continue this, have a new rookie draft, uh, and we're going to try and think of some ways to encourage some trades as well. So we'll work think, on that. I think there, there was a, a point in our trades of Cook and uh, Irons that they couldn't play against my team in in the, in the final game. I'd, and you'll have to show me where we sent that messages, mate, because I don't I don't recall that at all. Um, I thought you were going to send I thought you were going to send me Latrell Mitchell for any finals that I made, but uh, maybe I'm wrong. I can't play him over Teddy anyway. I'm still Fuck, I've, got a, I've got a good fucking team. <laughs> yeah, we were saying in group chat oh, during the week. Just we we're just laughing at our original teams and like some of the bizarre selections and that kind of stuff and to where we are now it's like oh i would like that player back please <laughs> oh i mean oh yeah looking back so i took aj brimson at 111 in 2021 <laughs> you would you wouldn't take him in the fucking 10th round anymore like my god what was i thinking but hey i traded up i got tedesco in there now we all good we all good um in the offseason, if you guys have any interest in NFL or just want to get amongst, uh, you know, fantasy sport in general, definitely hit Ricky or Tom up. Um, they'll be running NFL uh, draft leagues through the sleeper app all offseason or all NFL season, I suppose. Um, so they're, you know, Facebook, Twitter, uh, wherever you want to find them, get on to them and they will be able to hook you up with some stuff. Uh, something else we're doing right now is the NRL Mixer. If you're not aware of that, it's something that the NRL website's running off their fantasy base. Um, it is uh, three players from the NRL and three players from the women's NRL. And you create your team based on the six positions. Um, and same thing, you pick two bonus players, essentially your captains. Um, and we've created a league. The league code is on our Facebook. If you can't find it, hit one of us up and we'll send it through to you just a good little bit of fun uh we just want to see what it's all about obviously neither of us play nrl fantasy we prefer the supercoach format um but supercoach doesn't have anything available for the women's league which is starting this week and just a reminder if you are tipping in the nrl tipping app uh the women's have been added to that as well so do a little bit of research because your odds aren't available on that either for the women's so it makes it a little bit harder um to pick it should level out a few uh tipping leagues I don't think I don't think they added on the ESPN uh, tips. To no, play. no, they haven't, uh, which is unfortunate. But I mean, it's early days. It's good to see that it's been added been added to the NRL stuff um, through the NRL website. We've we've been saying forever that you know there needs to be some sort of fantasy sport behind the women's if they want to grow it because that's what gets people watching. I mean, there's a hundred and forty thousand registered teams in Supercoach mm. this year. You'd imagine that. 60 to 70,000 of those would enter a women's competition if they if they launched so that's something to look forward to in the future i think i think once that women's gets up higher in terms of the teams team numbers uh, i think i think they're looking at 18 uh, sorry 17 teams in three years or four years to match yeah, the... so six six teams this year i think they're moving up to eight eight or ten teams the year after um, and I mean, it'll grow from there. Um, so definitely, and I mean, 
most of us have watched the women's state of origin and I, honestly i think they hit harder than the men do um they're definitely a lot more technical there's, there's not a lot of the scrap in it which is quite nice um, and it's, it's quite fun to watch so i definitely recommend checking out some of this some of the games on the weekend newcastle is, has a really interesting team um, and i'll be watching a couple of their games as well because let's face it, the Newcastle men uh, don't have much to look forward to at the moment. Yes. But okay. hey, there'll be there'll I, be improvement I, in culture when Adam Elliott gets there, right? Yeah, hopefully. Like he, his culture's great. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I just uh, I won't throw stones at, at other teams, other teams, <laughs> considering the team I support. So. <laughs> But it's nice. It's nice for for my team not to be on the on the shit heap at the moment. So, mate, Cronulla hasn't been in the news for weeks. It's fucking brilliant. I'm loving it. Everyone's forgotten about the fucking peptides. Everyone's forgotten about Cherry. Yeah, we're just we're just laughing up this third place, starting to be second place. Uh, Can we just can't... touch on that? Can we just touch... how big does he look? Are, you, are we sure that he's stopped? Bronson Cherry. Yeah. Yeah. He, he doesn't have to stop. He just has to be clean by the time he comes back. My God, he, he's got he's got biceps big, bigger than my fucking thighs, and I'm the big guy. He'll be playing second row by the time he comes back. He's a monster. Prop, man, prop. <laughs> <laughs> Too fast for a prop. Um, I saw an article, and it was the his old sprint coach who works with Jason Saab, and he's like, I'm keen to work with him again when he comes back. So it'll be interesting to see just what they do. Um, I'd like to see him playing in the centers if he maintains a bit of that size and has a bit of ball skill but i mean that's that's a couple of years away yet let's look at this weekend round 23 uh we'll go over captains vice captains and a little bit of chat um with the head-to-heads there's some interesting matches this week some really juicy ones and some others that are just a little bit there might be something else to do um on that day so we'll kick off uh with the rabbitos and the panthers on thursday so these are obviously your VC options, if, the, if you could find any. Um, Latrell has a little bit of doubt around him with a, I believe it's a groin issue. Um, if he does play, I'd say there's a pretty good chance he doesn't actually kick goals. So if, you, if you're picking him for VC, just remember that. Um, as always, a roll of the dice on Alex Johnson or Brian Toto may be appropriate for your Thursday night if you want to go early. Uh, Taylor May has also been confirmed to be playing for the Panthers, so there's another winger option for you. Other than that, I don't see a lot. Ricky, what about yourself? Look, I'll, uh, I'm, I do have uh, uh, one pod option, and that's Campbell Graham. Campbell Graham's first game back. The, the um, thing that worries me with Campbell Graham is he's coming back from a facial injury, and a lot of the time that can really hold a player back, did you they, know, taking on the line. Did they hold uh, Valier back l- last week? Well, it, it can hold play. Like, we look at Ryan Madison when he uh, had that broken... No, RCG broke his jaw. It took him three years before he came back and running. Um, I mean, it, he it, is at you. <laughs> it, it, comes, it comes down to the player. Um... I mean, we all want to see Campbell Graham go well. He's he's a fucking amazing player. Um, I just wouldn't be surprised if he takes it, you know, eases himself back a little bit, takes a little bit of caution in his runs. Um, I 
don't. I think I've got more than 17 players available this week, finally, think, thankfully. So it, it, it would be... Yeah. I, I don't know if I would lock my BCN in that game. But, um, yeah, I'll just throw one out. So... No, there are there are better options moving forward, but I mean, he's it's a VC, it's worth a gamble, um, especially if you're going for a big pod like that. I can't see a lot of people doing it, so you know mm. he, he can score big. Um, a lot of people won't have him in. A lot of people won't have him in his team either. Yeah, team. exactly. He was sold, and not a lot of people would be ringing him back. Not a lot yeah. of people have the trades left to do so. Uh, first game on Friday, Cowboys versus Warriors. Uh, Warriors famously let uh, left-wingers score, unless they're at Mount Smart, which they are not. This is a Cowboys home game. Um, good spot to look at VCs. Uh, the wingers, obviously, the sort of left-winger for the Cowboys, who I believe is Hamaso. No, uh, uh, he's on the bench, Hamaso. He's on the bench, Felder's back. The okay. old, uh, the old diver himself. Oh, fuck it, I can't. He is one player I cannot stand. If, if you know, Queenslanders hate Paul Gallon, I feel like I hate Kyle Felt. Okay, so I've got some fun facts for this game. Warriors have beaten Cowboys last three times. Oh, sorry, two out of three times. Once at Townsville, and what they were the last team to beat them before they had that big not unbeaten streak yep. this year and that game Montoya uh, said a couple of things that shouldn't have said yep um, and, and that was the beginning of the of the shit streak for the Warriors I think uh, I think Montoya has a point to prove I think he will be up for it I, I am actually tipping the Warriors to win I like it as a Sharks fan, I hope you're right. Um, I'd love to see the Sharks move up into the second place this week. I'm not as confident as you are. Um, looking for VCs, I'd be looking at uh, Drinkwater, Holmes, or even Cotter as a little pod play there. Um, if the Warriors forwards can keep up their movement, SJ's another option. He looked quite good on the weekend. He did a lot more time. Uh, I believe the Warriors made more meters last week than they had all year. Two thousand, uh, two thousand meters. Yeah, over two thousand meters made. Um, there was a lot of players moving in that game, which just it took a lot of the attention off SJ and just freed him up. Mm. If that can happen again, he is a serious option. I don't think a lot of people would own him though. Um, if you're in a draft and you're playing captains, SJ is probably a good one to have a look at for your VC on a first Friday game there. Uh, Ricky, anything else? Anyone that you'd be staring down the barrel at there? Montoya to score four tries. Cossie. Cossie loves a try. Very he, good. Call. He scored seven tries in the last his last four games. Yeah. Um, since his horrendous uh, game against Storm. Yeah. He's come back ten times a better player. He doesn't make the stupid mistakes. He finishes well, and he is on the left wing, which would be the right wing. Uh, Tuolagi's? Yep, Tuolagi's wing. Tuolagi wing? Yeah. Yep. So, Tuolagi's not great defensive-wise. 
No. So he, yeah, so that that's one to look at there for Kossi, I suppose. Um, like you said, scored a lot of tries, and he was scoring a lot of tries in the Q Cup as well, so it's not just a, a couple of weeks streak. He, he's been doing it for a little bit now. Okay, if, you, um, if, you want to, if you want to check a Cowboys name in, I'll go Nanai. Nanai, yeah, Nanai loves a try. Um, for the owners, wouldn't be a bad VC option either. Uh, we've got the other, I guess you could call it the Queensland Derby, Broncos versus Melbourne on Friday. Um, your wingers in this one. So Cobbo, Coates and Oates for me are all, you know, try scoring machines. Um, I own Cobbo in classic and the other two in nothing, unfortunately. Uh, but your old faithful like Monster as well. Always a safe gamble for your VC or even an early captaincy if you just want to get it out of the way. Uh, a lot of chat around Monster's contract, so he's you know going to be trying to put on a show. Being quite, um, he's been the main man for Melbourne in the last few weeks, and he's he's made it pretty obvious as well. So uh, anything in that one for you, Rick? Uh, look, not particularly. I've only got I've only got Mam in this game. Yep. In classic, and I don't think I'll be even playing him to be honest. So, um, look, I can it smells like cheese a cheese or Hughes option. I think Storm will win. I think last week's win against the Panthers has kind of like righted the ship a bit. So, yep. uh, and I, I think Broncos hasn't been they haven't been playing well. Or as well as they were a month ago, so I, yeah, they've they've been a bit off. Um, Cheese is off the bench, so that, I mean there might be a late switch. So keep an eye on the late mail for that one. Obviously, um, if Cheese does start, he's a fair call as well. Um, scored one hell of a try last week with a little little push from Tui Kamakamitha mm. just to get him through the line there, and the one that made a scurry. Um, I think he ended up on 70-odd. I think he was 60 by halftime and had a very quiet second half. Uh, first game on Saturday, uh, Eels versus Bulldogs. This all comes down to which Eels team is going to show up, I suppose. Moses is named, but he's come out today and said he's still in a little bit of doubt. He was more named um, in the for the situation that he is available, more so than like he actually is available. Um, so one to keep an eye on there. If Moses does come back, that means I have a halfback again in Classic, which would be nice. Um, although a tidy AE of 52 last week wasn't too bad from uh, a certain king at the Bulldogs. I'd be looking for IPAP, Gutho or Brown as your VC options on a Saturday. Brown being the standard choice if you were going for a straight C. Um, Burton and Jack, despite Burton's sort of no-show last week, I think they've been looking pretty good linking up together. Um, if you were still looking at VCs in this one, uh, could be looking at those two as well as pretty good options. Um, Rick? I I think Dogs will win, so I'm, I'm actually picking Eels to lose all their games and not make the eight. I think... Interesting. Um, and I think... Look, I don't think Bulldogs were horrendous against the Warriors. I, th- I think the Warriors were that good at home. Yeah. Um, I mean, Burton's kicks, that, that one that led to the the, um, the try from the, uh, their halfback, um, oh, no. Plano, where Walsh, 
he had, he had no idea. Yeah, he, he had nothing. So I think Burden will bounce back, um, and I think I think he will turn up. I think he will turn up. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. There's a there's a handy VC option or even a, even a C option if you're that confident. Um, I like it. I'm liking this Josh Addo card, Burton combination as well. I've been, I, you know, I sort of said it from the start of the year that I think there's going to be instances where there'll be early kicks yeah. down to that sideline for Jack. It hasn't happened as often as I thought, but it is nice to see it you know, happen once or twice this season. To be um, fair, he was gifted a try. <laughs> yeah. was, I mean, no, even I could, have, even I could have caught it into set. That was so, that was so loopy. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't great. Uh, but oh, hey, you, you, you can only score what's put in front of you, right? <laughs> you can't let those opportunities slip. Hey, well, uh, um, there was there was talk that the dogs, uh, the the pay only two dollars to make the eight next year. Yeah, I saw that two dollars to make the eight and seventeen to win or something. I don't know. I think that's yeah, it's getting a bit ridiculous. If you haven't heard, Cameron Cameron Serraldo has signed on as the coach at uh, the Bulldogs for the next five seasons. Um, quite a long contract for a rookie coach, but we can't really argue with Phil Gould because, I mean, he made Penrith what they are today. But so, his five-year plan for the Penrith actually took, what, 10 years? Uh, seven, I think. Um, they got rid of him after five because they're like, well, that hasn't worked and sort of now <laughs> it's working and they're like, oh, fuck. Um, you're just a little bit salty because he didn't come to the Warriors with a five-year plan. plan, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like so many people, didn't he actually step on? Like he was employed by the Warriors, but never actually stepped on uh, on New Zealand soil. So <laughs> Nathan Brown. <laughs> <laughs> um, move on Saturday, uh, the second, the five thirty game on Saturday. So you're looking at your VCs and uh, your Cs in this one. Uh, Manly versus Sharks. Sharks have the five thirty Saturday game for the second week in a row. Manly are a complete dumpster fire at the moment, second only to a certain, uh, oh, let's go, well, let's say it's a certain Newcastle team, um, probably the biggest dumpster fire in the NRL at the moment, overtaking Tigers. Um, DC hasn't scored over 50 in the last four weeks. Ola Kawatu's been about the same, um, and he's been at the centre of a lot of media attention this week for his little shout-out to his uh, stabby mate, uh, Manisi Fainu. And a, a lot of gang ties apparently as well. So I mean, that's it's not good. The NRL is not a platform to you know advertise that sort of thing. They've taken a hard stance on that players in the past. Quickly on that, um, I also have to like say AFB did did exactly the same thing when yeah. actually to try and even though I'm a Warriors fan, I, I'm not I'm not about that. Like keep no. that kind of shit out out of out of out of rugby league like you're mixing you're mixing unsavory characters with with a sport that that is loved by family that's right um it's it's a family sport you know you take your kids you go you go to the football on the saturday or the sunday you watch your kids play you take your kids to watch these guys play um you know no no one outside of those circles are condoning these behaviors i mean we certainly don't either uh, for me, 
Manly are basically a write-off. I think they've proven that. So I'm definitely looking heavily at the Sharks. Your usual suspects in Ronaldo Mortalo, Jesse Ramian. Um, Connor Tracy's back, although I don't think he'd be owned by anyone outside of draft leagues. Uh, Ricky's pumping at the moment. Um, I'm actually tossing up playing uh, Lockie Miller over DCE in the other dynasty at halfback. Um, So I, (laughs) if you had told me at the start of the season that that you'd be tossing that up, I would have told you you're fucking nuts. Uh, But here we are. So Lockie Miller being, I've got him in the team over DCE at the moment. So we'll see how that goes. Um, And obviously Nico, uh, Nico Hines, the one and only, the face of the NRL. Um, if you haven't seen his little shout out to Paul Green and his family from last weekend, definitely have a look. It's it's very heartfelt, um, very emotional, and it's, you know it's it's the kind of stuff that you want to see from NRL players. I think he will be the most captain player again this week. Um, he's a great guy. That's two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row, he's actually uh, like said something really deep. Yeah, he, he just seems like a genuine sort of guy. Um, it's really good to see. I think if the NRL ever ever end up doing a, a mental health day or so, a mental health round or something like that, he will be the spokesperson for it. And, you know, it, it won't be long until he is the face of the NRL, I don't think. Um, he's just a very likable character. And, I mean, he's famously quite good looking apart from a few misplaced teeth. But they'll be fixed in the off-season now that he's got on a good contract. <laughs> Um, anything in this one for you, Ricky? Um, I've I've got Hines, I've got Ronaldo, I've got Braley. Uh, I've got I've got Talakai. No, not playing. Talakai's out again. Talakai's not playing. So I I'm thinking, considering who's playing the next game, I think I'll go VC. I, I it's pretty locked in for me. I'm going VC Hines. Yep. Hines is in your halfback? Ooh, no. Uh, yeah, uh, no, he's, he's my fullback. So that's I, I, I got Cleary, I got Cleary and Moses in my halves. Okay, so that, that locks down your next options here. Um, with the Roosters versus the Tigers, you're in the same boat I am. If you're mm. not captaining Nico, you're probably VCing him, as we probably are. Um, you'll be captaining Teddy if you can, which we can't. Uh, so. Manu is the option there. Also like the idea of Suwali. He's on a bit of a run. And Tupu could jag a couple of tries if you wanted to go the pod route here in the last Saturday game. Um, nothing doing for me in the Tigers as per usual. Uh, Ricky, anything to add to that? Uh, you've pretty much now hit, hit now on the head there with, with exactly what I'm thinking. Um, Hind into Manu for me. Yeah. That's, that's basically where I'm at as well. Um, we'll move on to another dud of a Sunday, to be perfectly fucking honest. Um, I'm so happy I'm working the whole day again uh, Sunday. I, I, I might go and volunteer somewhere. Like, I, don't, I just, just fucking... Dragons yeah. versus Titans. Jack Bird has been Mr. Reliable for the Dragons and owners over the last couple of months. He's been averaging pretty fucking well up in the high 50s or 60s, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but he hasn't really been producing those what, what you'd consider to be a modern day captain score I mean four or five years ago you'd be pretty happy with an 80 as your captain but now anything less than like 110 feels like a fail mm. um, and 
as for the Titans, I mean, you can't just throw the C on the captaincy on David Feeder anymore and hope that he has a couple of runs worth 70 or 80 points each because it doesn't happen. He might get one of them now. Mm. I, I, I don't know. It, it, is it the return of David Feeder? We saw a little bit of it last week. If you're an owner, do you do you really want to take that risk or do you just you're probably not going to captain him and just take, you know, if he does score 100, you're just going to take it as 100, I suppose, aren't you? Yeah, I've got no no feeling whatsoever with with that game, to be honest. I mean, it it has the markings of a a game that is going to be just like one of the worst games of the year. Well, I mean, re- realistically, the Titans have more to play for than the Dragon Sea. Because the Dragon season's over, but the Titans are playing not to finish last. Well, in- interesting. The Tigers, the Titans are they're on the same amount of points. Same amount of points, but Tigers are behind them for and against. The next two worst teams are the, are the Knights and the Warriors, who are four points ahead of them. So yeah. if the, if the Tigers or the if the Tigers and the Titans lose, or Tigers should lose. Yeah, if the Titans lose, and then it's pretty much those two teams. They're going to be yeah. the, the 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 bottom place because um, I think the Tigers have the worst points differential. Yeah. Um. So like, there's no way they're going to overtake the Warriors unless the Warriors have another seventy point hiding, <laughs> uh, which. I mean, we are playing Penrith next week, so it could happen. <laughs> my uh, my girlfriend asked me the other day what the um, what the highest points conceded was in the NRL. She's not a sport fan at all, and I'm like, oh, I think I think the Warriors copped seventy points to Melbourne the other uh, last year. And she's like, she did not believe me. She's like, no no way has someone scored seventy points in a professional game. I'm like, I'll, I'll look it up and I'll show you. Like, it's fucking ridiculous, but they did. It was it was disgusting. You know, it's, it's, what's even worse is that that seventy point. Okay, that wasn't the worst game of the year for them. No. <laughs> so to have seventy point and not be the worst, like they were in it. Like I don't want to go back over. I mean, the last two years, I think the Warriors have given up sixty points twice and a seventy point. Yeah, game. it's it's not good. No, so it's been uh, tough. Yeah, look, new year, new year next year. It's our year. We will make the eight next year. Early ball ball. Here we go. Shy, shy of, I mean, $30. $30? I, I, is that what you said? They're, they're paying $30 to finish in the eight. No, I, I oh. don't know what. I was going to no. say, they're paying $30 to finish in the eight. Fuck, I'd put 10 bucks on it too. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you just need to see their performances when they've been at home this year. Well, that's that's what I was going to say. Like, shy of a, another massive outbreak of COVID in the off season, they're going to be playing a lot of games over there, um, which is good, which is great news for the Warriors. Um, you know, oh, everyone, there's a, yeah. Well, there's a lot of talk about them playing. You know, they should be playing all of their games over there as a, as a thank you. Um, yeah. I'd love to see it, but it's never going to happen. That's no, not going to happen. No, not going to happen. No. No, you you won't get roosters agreeing to that. You won't get <laughs> you won't get you won't get the Broncos or Eels agreeing to that because they tend to win at home. Yeah, um, as much as the Warriors do, so they're not going to give up home games. You'll get you'll get teams like Bulldogs who who have taken their home games to New Zealand before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tigers have done the same. Manly yeah. have done Sh- the same. Sharks probably will because half their team are um, Polly boys. So 
know? Storm. Storm. I don't think I don't think they'll give up the Anzac Day game. No. So, um, and to be fair, like I'm being being based in Melbourne. I, I I like the fact that I can go to see my team every year, even though it is on the end of a hiding. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Anyway, we digress. We digress. Yes, yes. Well, I mean, this next one's going to be short and sweet. Knights versus Raiders, Sunday, last game. Um, in this one, uh, there might be some AFL on to watch, or if you haven't seen it, go and watch Top Gun. Um, don't waste your time with this. I don't see any options for anything um i just don't yeah i think even something else to do i think golf would be even more exciting to watch then Uh, watch the ping pong go watch maths with your missus i don't fucking know just watch it watch watch that sand sandbag throwing comp Tune in, tune in after the game for Ricky's blow up. Um, he's he's back off his suspension, so that, that'll be fun. Um, but yeah, nothing as as far as vice as far as captains go. There's there's no options here. I don't think unless you're in a draft and you you've got Jack White and maybe. Um, Canberra will win. Canberra will win because it's the most important. Oh. They, they have to. Yes, I mean they got lucky. They got lucky last week, but that was kind of like payback for earlier in the year when they should have won but didn't win. So, yeah. Um, um, as we've discussed, there are plenty of juicy matchups this week. If you are going the VC on Nico with the captaincy on one of the Roosters players, keep in mind you will have to make that call very close to the end of the Sharks game. Um, if you are planning on, you know, if you're serious about your looping, make sure you can actually loop it. Check your AEs, make sure they're playing after. Make sure the players that you're trying to replace haven't been locked. Um, I know a lot of the time, I myself have been guilty of it a couple of times where you go and you check and you go, yeah, sweet, my AE's playing after my VC, but then you've got nowhere to put him because all the other players are locked. Um, so just do do your homework don't get caught out the easiest way to do that is just to jump into your game day head to head and have a look because it will have the players listed in order you can't leave it you can't leave it to five minutes or ten minutes before kickoff because they lock it like ten minutes before yeah. kickoff you, 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 no. you gotta be I mean you're gonna you, if it's a loopable score you're gonna know before the end of the game if, if you're sitting there tossing it up with five minutes to go it's probably not worth looping unless it's peppy Unless it's Pappy, who scores three tries in five minutes, and, and... well, it's not going to be Pappy. <laughs> He's not playing. Um, the awkward one for myself and you, Ricky, uh, is if Moses is ruled out, um, we'll already be copying an AE, and they will also be locked well before the Sharks play. Oh, so shit, that's um, we might be looking elsewhere for VC options. Uh, maybe a Brian Toto or something early on. Probably my only option, to be honest. Unless I go like a Mam or maybe a Harry Grant. Anyway, we, we um, will know. We will know. We will know. Twenty-four hours out, if Moses is playing or not. Yeah, he'll he'll be in the first cut. Um, so yeah. you'll know by Friday what's happening. So you can make your call then. Um, other than that, I think that just about, just about wraps us up, Ricky. Um, yeah. We've got a little bit longer than we intended, but we got there in the end. Um, 
it's not a fairly short episode of Fig Jam, but we are finished. Uh, thank you all again for listening and allowing us into your ears. As always, keep an eye on late mail, especially if you are a Mitchell Moses owner um, or a Latrell owner or even a Jerome Hughes. I think there is still a little bit of doubt around the follower as well. Um, use your waivers wisely if you are in the finals. Uh, if you're in Dennis, well, I mean, fuck it, don't use your waivers wisely. Do whatever the fuck you want with your waivers by this point. Go nuts. You got to do it. Um, and remember, don't just be a super coach, be a super smart super coach. Flat ball to Powell, nothing doing. Ball is loose. Granville is a match race for the ages. Garrick V. Granville. Gary gets here. Walks across the dead ball line. Now splits back for Manly. Up he goes. Changes direction. This is rugby league, folks. Have a look at that. Links up with Cherry Evans. And still on for Manley. Away from Hess. Kicks in field. Look who's there. Tom to Bordage. Drives the ball down to Dylan Edwards, who marks it in front of his face. Edwards back. Pulls the trigger on a pass to To'o, who ducks underneath Harper. To'o comes to Daly Cherry Evans straight over the top. Ball away. Burton kicks back in field. Looking for Dylan Edwards. The man who started it is the man to finish it. Last tackle. Lewis. Reefs it across. Found long. Ockenbaum. No. Oh, yes. He's claiming crime. Oh, I'd like to see that again.